everybody. I wanted to use the post Super Game Super Bowl pod to break out a new intro, get a little hype, but unfortunately, it's not the mood. It's not the vibes. Well, I'm Parth here with Pierre and Quell. I'm gonna ask y'all how you are, but first, Quell, it's it's like a hurricane in Philadelphia. Wubba lubba dub dub. Typically, I say that in the greatest moves ever because that's my new thing. But anybody who knows what wubba lubba dub dub means knows it means I am in great pain. Help me. And right now, I am in great pain. Help me. I don't. I am in shambles, brother. There is no coping. I'm glad that we are putting Jonathan Gannon. Sounds like on the first bus. Oh, we ain't even putting them on the first bus. We let we just leaving them in Arizona. Dang, leave them in Arizona. Them leave them there. I'm glad we putting Shane Steichen on the first train to Indianapolis. He can just parachute on the way back. They're gonna fly back. He can just Brother. hop out the plane. Here's a parachute. Have fun. Oh my goodness, I don't know where to freaking start, man. I'm typically, you guys know, I'm I'm pro. Game is 60 minutes, can't lose a game in one play, all that yada yada. But boy, when I tell you that penalty was huge, that like game altering. It happens so many times a game to call it there, a late flag at that too. It's just, it's unacceptable, man. In the Super Bowl, biggest play of the game. I think that's my biggest thing with the entire penalty situation. Like, how can you call that in that situation, in that spot, in that game? How? And, dude, he started holding him behind the line of scrimmage. I don't understand this. Inside and the ball. Yards, like, the ball, and, the and ball wasn't even. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, there's just so many levels to it that, like, I was upset about yesterday. And it's just. It sucks, dude. We were, like, right there. And, like. The worst part about all this is just Jalen played the game of you tweeted it here. Jalen played the game of his life, literally the game of his life. It would have gone down as one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. Just like back and forth, Jalen was carrying. And ESPN has a like God, like just disrespect to just like post the picture of Mahomes stepping over Jalen. Jalen had a better game than Mahomes. Jalen had one bad play, okay, but Jalen had a better game than Mahomes overall. Look at the numbers, but. Nobody wants to hear that. No one's going to talk about it. And it's just so disappointing, man. We were right there. And just the the, the collapse in the second half was ridiculous, dude. Brother, and- oh, my goodness. At first, I was just going to get on my soapbox about the fact that during the Commanders and the Giants game, that, that basically solidified the fact that the Giants would make the playoffs. There was a, a non-pass interference call. And the NFL basically came out and said, look, the ref, well, the refs basically came out and said, look, we are taught in the last two minutes of a game or so, we can't make a call basically that will affect the game. Like there are calls that happen in the first two, that will happen in the first two minutes of a game that wouldn't be called there. And they called this. And it, it, it all goes down to the fact that, I mean, we should have seen it coming. We should have understand understood that. It was going to be a very flaggy game. I mean, look who the referee was. He literally throws a flag and a half more flags than the average official. 
per game. So it was like, he, did you see? Did you see the records? Yeah, I seen that, and it's like, man, whatever. Eagles are six and eight. The Chiefs are sixteen and seven. It just something about that feels off, but I don't know, man. It, it's yeah. There were just so many things, and then you know the refs can do whatever, but at the end of the day, like the the defense fully collapsed in the second half. What we were afraid of of just playing overly conservative and then Mahomes taking everything underneath and not stopping the run. It's exactly what happened. It's exactly what happened. And we saw it. And then special teams. Just what are y'all doing? You guys have one freaking job. And I and I knew I do I knew it. I saw KT with it. And I was like, shit, dude, he's about to return this. Cause I was like, they're not gonna tackle. As soon as he got the lane, I was like, oh Jesus, it is over. You, you just you can't win when you have when you have plays like that. We we even did enough to win with the turnover that Jalen had, which inexcusable by Jalen, but the old line too is just like not blocking anyone. Like I don't I don't even know what happened on that play. Miles Sanders fumbling on the first freaking play of the game. Like we almost did enough to overcome all that, but you just all those things add up. All those things add up. Brother, we gave up 24 points in the second half alone alone didn't they score on like what three or four straight drives Mm -hmm. i don't know man all i know is they had seven points in the third quarter and they had 17 we had three points in the third quarter and seven in the fourth eight i'm sorry eight that drive by jalen was so big too to get back tie the game like we had momentum all we needed to do was just get one freaking stop and that's the most frustrating part about this entire thing, man. Like, again, it goes back to the call, which I don't want to keep harping on it because at the end of the day, it's on the players, you know what I'm saying, to to execute and make plays and stop the other team from scoring. But to call that again in that moment with that time remaining in this game and Jalen just doesn't even get a shot to come back and, you know, try and win the game, bro. It's, mm-hmm. With the game he had, it's, it's just frustrating, man. It's, man. And, and how do you give up two touchdowns on the same play? Say that again? How do you give up two touchdowns on the same damn play? Same play. Everyone and their mother saw it. And my, okay, and, and, and my thing again is on Gannon. You don't blitz. You rarely blitz. But you decide to blitz in the red zone against one of the best red zone offenses in the league. What are like, you doing? Yo! I'm, the biggest, I'm just, the biggest blitz it, guy in the world. What are you doing though? What and it you? just it just isn't like 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 regular blitzes, bro. You're you're in cover zero. <laughs> they said cover zero too. They you can hear them on the things like cover zero, cover zero, and it's like Gannon. And and, and then the, and I'm seeing Epps in in one on one coverage with Travis Kelsey. Why do we have Chauncey Gardner Johnson? I understand that they're interchangeable, but in the biggest. Freaking game of the year. I don't care about tendency. Play your best player on their best player. What are you doing? And, no. and the thing is, like we outlined in the preview pod, you know, the time to literally throw the kitchen sink, empty yeah. the playbook was last night. But yet you come out and you do the same predictable things you've done all year long. Scratch that. Not all year long. Since you've gotten to Philadelphia. The same thing. You don't change up anything. Every time he plays a bad quarterback, he'll start changing things up, do things, and we all get excited. And then he plays 
a good quarterback worth any salt, and then he just shrivels up. He shrinks in the moment every single time. Been saying it for two years now. Every time he plays a good quarterback, they eat us up underneath. You can't do this bend, don't break all the time. It doesn't work. Good teams will find a way to stop it. You you cannot play defense with like on your back foot. That's just not how it works. It's not how it works. I got nothing. He lost the Super Bowl. Oh my god. Nothing for him. Nothing for him at all, man. It. He almost had me. That let's gut him. Let's gut him. We're we're gonna gut him. He had me. He, he. <laughs> did gut him. Good thing oh, he, he did. And, and I was I was right there. I was about to be like JG. I'm about to take back everything I said. And he proved me right. I I love being right. I love it. And this is the worst time of being right in my life, bro. I feel sick to my stomach. I was like, why? I wanted you to prove me wrong, Jonathan. Oh. Oh my God. We are in shambles. This is yeah. bad. So I asked, what's next? Replacements. Quez is getting replaced. <laughs> bro, Quez Watch the freaking oh ball, God. If you like, you can't do wait, pause, pause, dude. Me and Quell were talking about it before we started recording. He catches that ball nine times out of ten. They score a touchdown on that on that drive. You go up 31-21 in the third quarter with just over six minutes remaining. It's an entirely different story. Quez does this stupid thing where he stops and tries to turn around for the ball. Jalen puts it on the money. On the money. Every damn time, and he turns around, mistimes it, and it bounces off his hands. Run underneath the ball. It's like the first thing they teach you. There's a time for eye-pointing it, and there's a time when you're running a freaking seam to just run underneath the ball. It's... uh, Mm, 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 mm. And then, dude, Steven Ruiz, man, like, I got a personal problem with him now. Like... (laughs) Dog, what is wrong with you? Like, Jalen throws an incredible pass to A.J. Brown. Everyone is talking about something. Look like a punt from where I was sitting. That's what I retweet. Like, to what lengths are you people going to go through to discredit this man? Him, Chris Williams. Like, I just, I don't get it. I'm just, I know you're right. We shouldn't care. But it's, it's just ridiculous and so disrespectful. The guy just played one of the best games as a quarterback in Super Bowl history. And you got the nerve to be like, oh, yeah, got bailed out by A.J. Honestly, honestly, bro, like I said in the chat, man, it's gotten to the point with me where it's like if people want to continue to discredit and talk down on Jalen as a quarterback, man, more power to them. Say that himself, brother. More power to them. Said if you if you left this game, if you came into this game as a doubter, there was no way you left it as a doubter, and if you did, you clearly have a personal vendetta. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That that throw to Dallas on the sideline, bro. Oh my! And the catch too, but oh my! Yeah, that was God. not a catch, but I will not be. <laughs> that was like textbook Moss. He said, yeah. <laughs> bro, "That was not a catch. But I will take it." You don't think so? Not a hell, nah. I don't he know. He double caught it. He double caught it. Wait, who are you talking about? Devonta, the Goddard, the Goddard catch, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the sideline. Are we talking about different catches? Because there was one where he definitely caught yeah, it. I, if you're talking about the one that got challenged, then we we uh Kansas City lost the challenge. I I don't think that was a catch. I appreciate the fact that they gave it to us, but the the Dallas Goddard sideline. 
Yeah. Was that the, was how was that? One? Okay, okay. How was that not a catch? I don't understand. I he, didn't understand he it. Double caught it. When he caught it the first time was when the right foot hit the floor. But now he lost possession of the ball and recorded. But by that time, the right foot never hit the floor again. Only except when it went out of bounds. So at that point, you only got one foot down. Because remember, you got like, to maintain control through the whole thing with two feet for it to be a catch. It looked like a catch to me, bro. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it, it's it's close. I don't know if it was enough to overturn. That's why. But that's not the catch I was I talking about. How I, how I viewed it, it was more so a, I'm sorry, we're going to give y'all this call because they knew they shouldn't have stopped this, the, the, that stoppage for the, um them to yeah. have the substitutions yeah. and all that. I feel you. That was so stupid. That was that was a bad. That was that was one of them. Okay. Dude, and then, we, and, and then the call on Tamalu, like, that's called getting into your stance. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what this is. It's not like no, he's setting back. That you talking about on a quarterback sneak? The false start? Yeah. No, that was a false start. That was a false start. It was a false start. He he was ready to get up under him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're. It, I thought they. It looked like multiple guys were moving. So to me, it looked like they were getting set. If you're getting that low, you're getting you're you're sinking back a little bit. It seemed like it was just like a sink. I didn't it think, was, it was, and I thought it was ridiculous that they're able to get up like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm about to say. I, I what what I did notice from the game is the 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 officials were pretty consistent. Like you didn't even have they didn't even have to see you for them to throw the penalty. It got to a point where both teams, both sides of the ball, were sitting there, and as soon as somebody did something, they just stood up and pointed like he did it. And they just threw a flag. Like it was okay. ridiculous. They said he did it. There were so many late flags where it was just coming from the sideline. I was like, guys, can we like just play a fair game? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, just sucks, brother. It's but sucks. oh, so was this one of Dallas's best games like ever? Oh, definitely. Yeah, right? definitely. I think so. In the moment and and everything, like he, he as much as Jalen balled out, Dallas balled out too. He definitely showed up. What do you guys have to say about the um the field conditions? Oh, tell you know, a lot of I like don't playing on a water park. I don't understand how in the Super Bowl, the biggest NFL football game of the year, the guys who work on the field for the, I guess the entity that is the NFL, how that field is in that condition. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand it at all. So from what I was heard, or well, from what I heard, they were trying some. The, the Cardinals tried some new type of turf. I don't remember the name of it. It begins with a T. Where, I mean, I guess they've been using it for most of the season. Both teams have played in Arizona this year. I um, I can't remember. Can you guys remember? Uh, if that was one of the games where the guys said anything about problems in terms of the fielding and things of that nature. I remember in the Arizona game. I do remember Jalen. Um, he lost his footing a bit. I think on a, it was like a, a read option or something like that. But I know he did lose his. Footing. Oh, he tried to do that hard cut, right? Yeah, and his, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. But um, outside of that, they they uh they they did say Rihanna and her halftime performance kind of like patched with the turf too. Like as soon as she finished, they was immediately they, they immediately got out there and. Got to try to fix the turf, pull back, put it back in playing conditions and stuff of that nature. But even before then, like on the first half, players were sleeping, slipping around, and I don't know, man. It it just at the end of the day, man, it it just seems like the Chiefs, like their equipment staff, whatever it was, adjusted better because it they were slipping, but the Eagles were slipping so much. You know what I mean? Like I saw they were switching cleats and stuff, but 
you got to be able to find some solution. It seems like the, the Chiefs found enough traction, right, to in the second half. They were able to move the ball and, and, and keep their footing for the most part. Like, Pacheco running the ball didn't slip that much, right, compared to, like, Miles and Kenny and Boss. All of our running backs slipped, like, once or twice, at least. Also, CJ smacked Pacheco. I could not believe he got back up. My goodness. He... <sighs> DBU. He sent that boy to the upper room, bro. Hit him with it. Hit him. Bro, if he's not if he's not an eagle next year, I'm not gonna oh, I was looking at I was looking at the free agents and we're gonna we're gonna live stream on Thursday and really dive into the offseason and what's next for the team and everything. But of the remaining free agents, he's really the only one that maybe him and BG, yeah. they're the only two that I'd really consider mm-hmm. actually bringing like, back. People people try to make it like the team is going to be so different next year. And, I mean, I get it, but I don't think people understand the fact that, like, a lot of these guys were rotational pieces. Mm-hmm. They Like, they were just keys to a cog. Like, even you saying you would like to bring back BG, I would love to see them bring back BG because I want to see him finish his career as an eagle. But Oh, that's really why. That's, that's the third, reason why. He was your third defensive end. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to. Even when you talk about Miles Sanders, I mean, we had this conversation over the last two weeks when I was talking about playoff Kenny and him basically trying to put in a Miles word. Like, hey, make me the lead guy. <laughs> it, for just about every position with the exception of C.J. Gardner-Johnson, it, it's not really much that I don't believe how we wouldn't be able to handle. Yeah. He set us up in a really good spot this last offseason. All you have our, to do is just – Keep your key cogs in place. Our offense returns besides Somalu and Kelsey and, and Kelsey, Kelsey. I, if he if he retires. Yeah, I mean, but then we have Jurgens, right? But yeah, like, that's like the, the whole is, offense is damn near there, bro. Is it's crazy? Is Quez is Quez a free agent this year? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or he has one year. He's Jalen's class, but he's like a sixth or seventh round pick. Yeah. Either way, though, he can't be the starting slot next year. No. No, dude, I've been a Quest supporter, bro. But like, he's a he's a gadget guy at best. Yeah, he's. I, th- I thought he could do more, but like his, I, he just regressed so much during the season, so much. Um. Yeah, and and, and yeah, I, I know people make the argument that you know they want to keep Epps because he's a in-house guy and all and that. Bro, but... I'm I'm such a big Epps fan. I love Marcus Epps. I talked to his high school coach. I did a whole write-up on him and everything like that. But, dude, it's just – If you're going to run this defense this way, he can't be there. No. He can't be here. And it sucks, bro, because, again, I really like the guy, man. Yeah. But I, 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 I like how he plays football. I like that he's aggressive. You know, he likes smacking dudes. I hate that he will never wrap up. Yeah. I hate that he never wraps up. One does. What do they that. teach them? I don't know, dude. This is coaching. Like – like uh, that, so I had this argument with honest NFL that I was telling you guys about, and it was just about you know if this is coaching versus players, and I'm like, yeah, but if the players are failing, this this is also coaching. I've seen issues with tackling all year. These are things that coaching that 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 coaching is supposed to emphasize. I've seen these problems that reared their head in this last game multiple times throughout this throughout the last two years, and that tells me that Gannon is part of the problem as well. Like you can blame the, he was blaming the players, and I was like, look, the players might not have played their best game. But it's also on the defensive coordinator to put them in the best positions to succeed. And I don't think that's what happened. I don't think they were put in positions to succeed for the most part. You're going cover zero in the red zone. Like, is that putting your guys in a position to succeed? 
with against Patrick Mahomes? No. So this is where Gannon needs to take his blame. They everybody wants to, you know, in the national media, like Gannon is this darling. I get it, and you know, in front offices, I guess with honest NFL and that type. But the product is not showing what everyone is saying about him. I've been just disappointed for two years, and all I've heard is he's going to be a head coach for the last two years. Hey, I'm praying somebody takes him away because I can't do this anymore, man. <laughs> Please, <laughs> like. <laughs> mm. I mean, like I said a minute ago, I got nothing for him. All I can say is this is this is from Gannon. We've read this book before, y'all. Vocal supporter all year. You look at what you've done, Johnny. You lost Quell. I he 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 ain't. I'm not gone. I'm very disappointed in what he put on display yesterday. At the same time, like I told Pierre before we got on, I mean, we watched Jim Schwartz in that dominant 2017 defense get dog walked by Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. You out here playing against the best offense and arguably, not even arguably at this point, the best quarterback, at least of this generation. Mm-hmm. What? For, you had no hope. He had no hope. And, and, I mean, and bro, I you have I'm, all yeah. you have all your starters healthy. Like, that was the thing. Last year we said, oh, he doesn't have the talent. It's, it's, it's the, he needs the players for the scheme. He got the players for the scheme. He has his players. He got Hassan Reddick. He got uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He got James Bradbury. You're not, like, I, I, I get what you're saying, Quo. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough position to be in. Uh, but, like, dude, every time we play a quarterback who just yeah, you're right. is not ass, he just throws underneath routes, and they beat us. Like, that's just – it's just what happens. Like, I, I understand it being hard and having to play the the next GOAT or whatever, but you gave up 24 points in the second half. Yeah. The offense gifted you a 10-point lead going into halftime. Offense has to be better as well. Oh, well agreed. Agreed. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm glad Shane Steichen is going because there were just some calls where I'm just like, dog, what are you doing? No reason that you, man. you sit here and say they scored 24 <laughs> points in the second half and we scored 11. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. you're not wrong. My man Shane spammed QB draw <laughs> so much, bro. Brother, that like, and I was telling this to Pierre before we got on as well. Like, you you guys saw me in the chat when, like, you guys were questioning why did he run that play again when we got back on the field? And I'm like, shoot, I like it. That's your quarterback. He been a guy that you've been riding all season. That's supposed to be your offense. Shooting, dude, just like a receiver. I'm gonna go again into interview with the cards today. Question. Just got it. Sorry, bro. Oh, yeah. So. But you you get your guys and you get your guy the ball and let him do his thing. I feel you. But then when I heard Nick Sirianni talk about it after the game, because he got eggs, they they said, was that a case of you wanted to show Jalen that you trusted in him? That's why you went back to him? Or what was the thought process? And he literally said, no, it wasn't that. We just trying to find out our best play calls for that moment. And I'm sitting here looking like, so you telling me that your best play call you could come up with was quarterback draw three times in a row? Bro, they were just like some second downs. I was just like, what are y'all doing, man? Like I, I got I understood it. I maybe I, I'm thinking that that was a Doug, not Doug, a Nick call. A lot of them were Nick calls. All those second downs were first downs, and those third downs were second downs. He was sitting there telling them, Look, bro, we gotta score points to win this game. So if you can get me in position, I'm gonna go for it. Now, yeah, there were a few times where you could tell that they wanted to go for it and they didn't get a yard or two. Like, if they would have got two more yards, they would have went for this. But now we got a punt. 
and we sitting here looking at it like, why the hell you just run quarterbacks? I mean, why you just run halfback draw on third and five? What are you doing? But um. side note, side note. I just want to say there was a story that came out before the game yesterday that Vic Fangio had uh I think he signed like a two week contract or something with the Eagles to help them prepare for uh for Mahomes. I just want to say whatever he whatever whatever he told Jonathan Gannon, it ain't work, bro. <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm gonna give him a little credit because it sounds like Nick Sirianni said he brought him in to ask him to find the holes in his offense. Uh, um, the hole in your offense is the play caller, brother. That's the hole. <laughs> Yo, I can't wait for Brian Johnson to be OT, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be special. Scary hours for the NFL, bro. Oh, I was just also telling Pierre before we got on. This is on your neck, brother. This is on you. I love Brian. I believe Brian can be really good, but this is your guy. So if he gets this promotion, what happens after this is on you. I'm riding with him. What <laughs> OT is on the cover of NCAA? No one besides Brian Johnson. We played a game with him on it, bro. Of course, I'm riding with my man. Go Gators. He didn't go. To, he didn't go to Florida, but he coached there. So, yeah, we can talk about this a bit more on Thursday. Like just things we can expect from him um, as offensive coordinator, from like philosophies and different things of that nature. But um, just as like a precursor, uh, what was his time as OC like at Florida, Parth? That season that we had a, the the Kyle Pitts Kyle Trask season, that was Brian Johnson. That was Brian Johnson. Dan Mullen. I mean, so Dan Mullen was there, so he wasn't calling plays all the time um, because Mullen liked to do that. But Brian Johnson was instrumental in helping Trask have you know one of those incredible se- one of the most incredible seasons like I've personally seen. And uh, of course, it was ruined by Marco Wilson, but. Uh, no, no, uh Brian Johnson, he's just he's a he's a guy that the players really appreciate being around and uh and everyone who's been around him has just said that he has a really bright mind and that uh his future in the NFL is just gonna be uh it's gonna be really good because uh he uh he's been in a lot of different schools of thought in terms of uh offensive philosophy and so he has a lot of stuff in his tool bag and uh and an ability to adjust. Like Kyle Trask was the opposite of Emory Jones, who uh, we were playing as well, or was also the opposite of Felipe Franks. And, uh, and I mean, you can add Jalen Hurts into that mix now and Gardner Minshew. And uh, Brian Johnson was able to find a way to maximize all those guys' talent. So uh, I just think it's going to bode really well for the Eagles. And we've talked ad nauseum about how keeping guys around your quarterback um, is important for continuity. And we have that ability. And I think that's really special and important, especially – also, given you know their uh, relationship outside of uh, football, read my article. But uh, it's about you know just that Brian Johnson was coached by Jalen Hurts' dad, and you know they've known J- Brian has known Jalen since he was like four. You know, seen him like running around at practice. These these types of things matter, and especially in a in a team that values family and things like that so much. I think I think we'll see something special next year. This year was this year was amazing. Um, but the NFC looks open, man, and and the Eagles are are coming back. We can reload, so I don't think it's all doom and gloom. It hurts, but we got reason to be hopeful. And it's yeah, always I think, 
you know, I think like Jalen said during his post game presser, um, you know, you either win or you learn. And I think that this experience this year, um, there's a lot to learn from it. You know, them getting to the Super Bowl, you know, that's a huge experience for them, man. Like I said, you know, I feel like they're going to learn from this and they'll be better from it. You guys are right. I guess that's a great way to go out, but just disappointing sometimes. It hurts, man. It definitely still hurts. Yeah, like I, said, I guess the best part about this is, like you guys said, we, 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 can, we can fix this. I harp back on Jalen Hurts' final press conference when he played at Oklahoma, and he said that's the thing that hurt the most because typically you can come back and fix things like this. He couldn't come back and fix that. That was it. He was moving on to the next level, and that's what hurt the most because he wanted to bring a championship to that team. So knowing Jalen, I'm pretty sure that he's going to give everything that he has this offseason to put this team back in the position that they were in this year. Definitely. Similar stuff happened in Alabama with Jalen, and they brought him back. So he's been here before, and uh, it's good that we have QB1. This was this was a good therapy session, guys. It was. It was a really good therapy session. I'm still hurting though. Yeah. Yeah. But um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Um, on whichever podcast streaming platform you're listening on, be sure to leave us a like and review. Damn. Um, oh, I was oh, about yeah. to say, yo, at least we signed Dwayne Deadman, dude. Woo! <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. More pain. Followed up the day after the Super Bowl. Yes, thank you everyone for listening. Go birds. Here. Marquill. Go birds. Go birds.